you want a beautiful lawn? Enter True Green, the easiest way to get a great lawn. Just water and mow, and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and more. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour, and they have a verified best price, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com, T-R-U-G-R-E-E-N.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people. Guaranteed. Hey everyone, Matt Straup here welcoming you to the Roto World Fantasy Basketball Podcast. This is the Monday, October 21st edition, one day before the start of the regular season. Today we're going to be talking about some of our favorite draft targets, players we are expecting big things from this upcoming season. Steve Alexander is with me. Steve, I assume if you had your preference, we would spend the entire duration of this episode just talking about Luka Doncic. Uh, Pretty much, Uh, especially since he's on most of my teams and he's my... He's my he's my dog. Uh, have you noticed his free throw shooting uh, this preseason, Matt? Well, I saw a five for ten game, and I almost texted you a screenshot of it. But I I have seen that he's had some better performances than that as well. Yeah, like ten of ten, ten of eleven, I think stuff like okay, that. Okay, but you're just leaving out the five for ten game, which is that was what a, that is was the happen. first preseason game. That was the exactly, first game of the and year. this is why he's going to shoot seventy two percent because he's going to. Shoot it well, shoot it well, shoot it well. Whoops, bad game. And there, there's your 72%. Okay. Uh, what are we going to wager uh, that he shoots above 74%? Above 74? Yes. What, uh, what, are, we, what are we doing? Uh, are we going with a, a jersey a, of some a, sort? Oh, yeah, I think so. I guess loser, winner gets the, uh, a T-shirt or loser has to wear the T-shirt? A jersey T-shirt. A jersey yeah, the the winner gets the shirt of their choice via the loser. Okay, because I was gonna say if I, if you win, I have to I should have to wear a Luca jersey in some public setting. Oh, like to a Hawks game. Oh God, that sounds awful. <laughs> that sounds so bad. Wait, so she shoots above seventy four percent from the line. All right, I'll I'll put that on the record. Okay, what do I have to do if if Luca does not? What if Luca shoots seventy one percent? What do I have to do? How about, Why don't we just... how about we let we let uh, one of the people listening to this decide my fate? All right, we got time. We got time because this is not decided till April, but we're putting it out there. This is happening. Write that. There you write have it. it down. Okay, don't forget it. Okay, writing it down. Okay. Got it. All right, so let's get into some of our our favorite draft targets. Some players we're expecting big things from this season. Some players we've been targeting in a bunch of our drafts. Whether it's a bounce back guy, a breakout guy, etc. I know that Mike Gallagher and Ryan Knauss talked about Zion Williamson a little bit on the Friday episode of the show, but I think we have to take a second, Steve, and just kind of re- recap what happened <laughs> to you with well, regard to Zion recently. Some of you may know that Matt and I are in a 30-team league together. I think, Matt, you've won it twice. Is that correct? I, I have. I, I, have. I won you. it in 2011, thanks to Jeremy Lin and his explosion in New York. I picked him up off the waiver wire. Wow. Um, you've won it twice. This, this league is no joke, man. It's full of industry people. It's 30 teams. That It's just stupid. I had the 14th pick. I took Zion Williamson. Only because... I think Luke, you had, didn't you have 16? Oh, I had, I, six, you had 16. I had 16. You're right. I, had, yeah. I have 16. Still, it's ongoing right now. Um, yes. I had the 16th pick, and I think Luca, Luca and Trey Young, who are the guys... 
that I'm targeting in every draft. Like, I love picking eight or nine in, like, a regular league because I know I can get both of them. Um, and that's sort of that's sort of what I do. Um, even though I was kind of hard on Trey last year and I was all about Luke, I, I, lo- I love both of them. And uh, that's my thing. But both of them went right before I picked. And as a result, Zion Williamson was sitting out there. I'm in, like, ten leagues. I haven't had Zion anywhere, so I took him. And then uh, the news came out shortly thereafter that, he was being held out because of his knee, and now he's going to miss the first couple weeks of the season. They're probably going to, I mean, throw him in the load management pile, right? Yeah, I mean, I, I want to be able to say, you know, now is a, is a great time to try to buy low in fantasy. But to be honest with you, I'm more, more concerned than that because, you know, we saw the shutdown in Summer League. This is already happening before his NBA season has even gotten underway. So I'm frankly terrified. And I think oh. if you if you drafted him, you just have to, this is one of those situations where I think you gotta just wait it out and hope that he comes back and it, and this is just a little blip. It's absolutely terrifying. So in that draft, Russell Westbrook went at twelve, Luca went thirteen, Kawhi Leonard went fourteen, and Matt Smith from Basketball Monster took Trey Young right in front of me. And I took I took Zion Williamson and the new guy in the league, the new guy in the league, yeah, the newest addition yeah, new in the league, Matt Smith. And and then to to compound my problems, I auto drafted uh, Alonzo McKinney when I was sleeping yesterday, and about ten minutes after I drafted Alonzo McKinney, he got cut by the Warriors. So I got that going for me too. Your timing to start the season has not been impeccable. Not in thirty deep. Now the other leagues, I'm feeling pretty good, but. All right. How's your 30 team looking? You know, it's looking pretty good. I unfortunately I had the 28th pick oh, in this gosh. snake draft. That is not a great spot to be. Um, <laughs> I I had a phenomenal run of luck in this league where I I had top 10 pick year after year. Last year I won it with the 23 pick. This year I had 28. I got DeAndre Ayton, who is kind of who I was hoping to get there, and then I came back and got Pascal Siakam, which is I feel like is a pretty good one-two for picking 28th, pretty good and 33rd. Yeah, um, I got Delon Wright, who is not having a great preseason, but I'm intrigued by him. Uh, Miles Bridges, and then I I kind of started taking boring guys to be honest with you, like Eric Gordon, etc. Um, so yeah, what is going on with Delon Wright? Like. I took him in the, the Roto World draft we did live uh, on the internet, which you guys can go check out. I was all fired up about DeLon Wright, but now I'm kind of feeling like Georgia weather. It's cold and rainy here, and that's sort of <laughs> how I'm feeling about DeLon Wright. Yeah, I am medium nervous. I'm not, I'm not freaking out. I think, yeah. Yeah. I think that he's still, you know, I think the role is, is what – it, you know, we should be a little worried about just because is he like going to be playing off the ball a lot with Luca dominating the ball? But I still think he's kind of one of these guys. He's kind of just like a, a jack of all trades, and and I think he can. He's got the big deal with Dallas. They're paying him a lot. They're going to play him. He's going to be on the floor plenty. And I think even if his assist numbers aren't huge, he he's just a kind of a stat stuffer kind of guy. And I think he's going to be able to put up at worst, you know, low end numbers in a bunch of different categories. And at best, he's he's a little better than that. So. I'm I'm mildly concerned, but it's not like you invested a super high pick in him anyways. So, yeah. to give you an idea of how just how deep thirty deep is, we are in round ten. Mike Gallagher, with the two hundred and ninetieth pick in the draft, just took <laughs> Eric Pascal. Is that how you say it? Is it Pascal? Yeah. I don't. I, I don't know. know. I, I'm going to go with the first pronunciation. Yeah, he, Eric P- Pas- 
gal just went at 290th. And we still have so, two, two more rounds to go. <laughs> I mean, I, with my last pick, I just took Mason Plumley, And he is he's starting in my utility spot. He'll be my eighth starter. And I was kind of excited about that pick. Because you can't really use Mason Plumley in a regular league, you know. But in a deeper league, he's actually a pretty nice player. I mean... Gets you around like you know eight point six boards, three assists, nearly a block a game, nearly a steal a game. So that that's where yeah that's yeah. that's what this league is all about. I really wanted uh, Glenn Robinson three with my two hundred eighty fifth pick, but he went <laughs> he went at two seventy eight. So I the settled, actual I starting settled, small forward I for the Warriors, for Alec Burks, the other uh, Golden State small forward, since Alonzo <laughs> McKinney is no longer with us. <laughs> Well, he he's he's with us, but he's no longer with the Warriors. He's going to sign with somebody, though. The Cavs are looking at yeah, him. Yeah, but you made it sound like he had passed away. I know. Uh, he is alive. Okay, so as promised, let's get into some of our favorite draft targets. So we know that you're, you've are you been targeting Luka Doncic and Trey Young in a bunch of drafts. Steve, who else, are, who else is a guy or some guys that you've gotten on some of your rosters or even one of your rosters that you're like, man, I'm glad I got at least one of those guys. Well, I had an interesting draft uh, with Rick Kamla and Lisa Ann, fantasy girl, the other night. And I got the number one pick, which I did not know until I got into the draft room. And I was like, oh my gosh, I have the number one pick. It's five cat league, so no turnovers, no f- shooting percentages. So that's that's like, wild. That's Luka Doncic, man. Like, I was like, I want to take Luka at number one, but I. The fallout from doing that would have been too much for me to handle. I, I just couldn't. I couldn't do it. So I was like, am I taking Carl Anthony Towns? Am I taking Giannis? Am I taking Steph Curry? Am I, am I taking James Harden? And I, I had just got done talking some Twitter with a buddy of mine, Benny Horowitz, from the band Gaslight Anthem, and we were talking about Steph Curry and how Steph Curry's going to win the MVP this year. And I went ahead and took Steph Curry at number one. Sure, man. I mean, Steph would be, I wrote this in Round Ball Stew on Friday. Uh, check that out if you haven't. I, I wrote up the 30 deep draft with my thoughts on a bunch of players. But I wrote in that column that if I'm picking first, I don't know how I'm passing on Curry. I, mean, I think he's going to win the MVP this year. Well, the last, I mean, as people may already know, the last time he played a season without Kevin Durant, go look at the numbers, 2015-16, he averaged around 30 points, 7 assists, 5 threes, 2 steals. Yeah, he hit 453s or something, didn't he? Yeah, and what? is there to stop him from having another season like that? I know he could miss some games, but everyone could miss some games. That's just, you know, that's the world we are living in now. So to me, I think Steph's upside is as high as anyone's. And I would be picking him first in my leagues. I love love that draft I had. Uh, In that league, I got Steph Curry. I got Drew Holiday. Those are my two starting guards. Uh, I got Karis LeVert, who's my guy. I've I've taken him in almost every league. Um, You may have seen the clip where I got sniped on him in the live draft we did and i i was um beside myself I didn't really know what to do but i got karis Levert, kelly Oubre, who i like a lot this year i got deandre ayton starting at center and i got zach levine and shea gilgis alexander i'm pretty psyched about that team let's pause in phoenix because you just led me to one of my favorite guys to target and that is kelly Oubre. Um, i've gotten him in multiple leagues I got him in the Yahoo Friends and Family draft, among others. But just a reminder to people, his last 30 games, I believe it is, with Phoenix, last 30 games, he averaged 19 points, 5.6 boards, 1.7 steals, 1.0 blocks, 1.8 threes, shot 46% from the field. 
He's got a new deal with the Suns, two years, $30 million. He's a centerpiece for them. And I mean, still just a young player who's who's potentially on the rise. I just think Ubre is a pretty awesome mid-round pick this year. That's fantasy gold, those numbers. Those numbers that you spoke of are fantasy gold. <laughs> and as for DeAndre Ayton, that's another guy I've gotten in multiple leagues that I, I'm really excited about because to me, he's a guy who, yeah, you're taking in the 25 to 30 range, but he could make a leap easily into, you know, the top 15, top 20 range. I got and, him, I got him at 25 in that in that draft. Yeah. I mean, he he was I believe the 32nd or 33rd overall player in nine category leagues per basketballmonster.com's rankings last year, and that's as a 20-year-old rookie. And of course, guys, sometimes, you know, there's a big adjustment the second year, but I don't know. I I think Aiton and with the potential with the talk that he in theory could hit some threes this year, I don't even need those to be excited about Aiton, but I think 20 and 11 is easily within reach this year. I think so too, man. And I got Ubre uh, with the 12th pick in round six. So he was the last pick of round six. And that's perfect, man. I, I went uh, Ubre and then SGA with the first pick of round seven in a 12-team league. So I feel pretty good about, pretty good about that combo. Uh, I know Gallagher is super high on SGA. He, he's having a great preseason and he should really, really get it done for for uh, Oklahoma City. I'm I'm fired up about him too. I got him exactly nowhere because everyone is so excited about him. <laughs> I just that was the guy I just had to kind of accept that I wasn't going to get. If you but, are yeah. in a draft with Michael Gallagher, you're probably not going to get SGA. <laughs> right, and I am in multiple leagues with with Michael Gallagher. Uh, I am. Uh, what are your feelings on John Morant, Steve? He had a nice preseason line on Friday night. I believe 16 points, five boards, six assists, a couple of blocks against the Spurs. I was looking at those highlights earlier this morning. And, yeah, I mean, the dude is just is a great passer, as we know. And, and he can get to the rim. Had a couple of sweet, you know, a couple of nasty dunks in that game. What, what are your thoughts on Morant? Because I think he's been a bit polarizing. You know, there are people out there I know who I'm hearing in my leagues who you know think he's going to be a disaster in shooting percentage and turnovers i'm not that worried about his field goal percentage um so i think he's really only a liability in turnovers what are your thoughts yeah i like him a lot camla got him with the 11th pick of round three in that draft i took Aiden at the beginning of that round so i, I job was not on my radar there but i was looking at him with my next pick which was was round four um but he was gone uh i, I love john morant i've got one league Oh, no, it was 30 deep. I was hoping to take Zion with my first pick and get Ja with my second pick. I was going all rookies, but he didn't He didn't make it that far. He, he went 30th, I think, in 30 deep. All right, uh, we are jumping all over the place here, but just another name that jumps out to me as a bounce, big-time bounce-back guy who's been available late in drafts is Gary Harris. Um, he had a nice preseason game earlier last week, I believe 18 points in 24 minutes. He was a top 35 guy in 2017-18. He obviously fell off the table last year. You know, injuries kind of derailed his season. He shot just 42%. I think he's going to bounce back, and he's a guy who you can get very late in drafts. Yeah, I, 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 like, I like him quite a bit. I'm a big fan. Any other names, Steve, that are you know, at the top of your, your list here as guys that you're targeting? I kind of like Larry Nance Jr. as a, a forward-center combo. I've always been hard on Derek Favors for the last few years, but I, I kind of like him in New Orleans. I think he's gonna he's gonna play really well there. Um, if you pick eighth and you can get Damian Lillard, I say do it. 
I am kind of feeling Brandon Ingram for some reason. I don't know why mm-hmm. exactly, but uh, feeling Brandon Ingram in New Orleans, I'm a little worried about his you know shooting percentage. But he started in place of Zion at power forward yesterday and, and looked really good. So I, I'm kind of feeling uh, Brandon Ingram too. Yeah, he's another polarizing player, I would say, because I I am out on him. I'm not drafting him because he's not great in free throw percentage and he's not great in turnovers, and those are my two worries. But yeah, I know a lot of people are really excited about him, so it, it's uh, that's an interesting case. It's kind of just all depends on how you look at things. I think he was outside the wait. How do I how do you spell Brandon? Uh, hold on. Yeah. So here's the crazy thing about Brandon Ingram. He last year he averaged. 18 points, round five boards, three assists, shot 49.7% from the field, but was 224th in nine category leagues. That's because bad free throw percentage on nearly six attempts per game and didn't really get you any threes, steals, or blocks to speak of. 0.63, 0.5 steals, 0.6 blocks. Also two and a half turnovers. To me, Ingram is a great player to grab if you're already punting free throws. Yeah. I, I think I think he's a, he's a must-have in that case. Otherwise, I think you got to be careful because that's a lot of attempts. And 68% isn't a killer percentage if you're talking about a guy who takes, like, you know, gets, like, three attempts a game like a Clint Capella. Oh, four for Capella. But once you get up to six attempts a game, that's a lot. Yeah, and he's he's more of a points league, points league guy. Sure, points league or free throw punt, I could get on, I can get on board with that absolutely because I do think his counting stats will be good at least in points sports and he'll get some assists and and you know that's a good team to have pieces of because we all think they're going to be pretty exciting and play fast etc. And uh, I'm in a league called UBC, the Ultimate Basketball Challenge. It's a points league that we've had going for like 20 years. I won it last year. My guards in that league are off the chain. I've got Luca, I've got Karis LeVert, Donovan Mitchell, Ja Morant. Trey Young and Josh Richardson, and I'm fired up about it. That is fun. That is very fun. And your best big man is Enos Cantor. <laughs> Just hey, kidding. <laughs> I got Bam Adebayo, okay. Brooke Lopez, and Serge Ibaka. So okay, you're loaded. Yeah, I, I, I'm feeling pretty good about that team. My small forwards are a little shaky. Joe Harris, but Josh Richardson's a small forward. Uh, I got Jeremy Grant on that team. I'm intrigued by Jeremy Grant. Uh, Millsap's going to be resting a lot. Grant's looked really mm-hmm. good in the preseason. I, I'm I'm okay with that lineup. Who else? Oh, uh, Clint Capella's a guy I got in a number of leagues. I, I continue to be just shocked at how low he is going in drafts. A top borderline top 20 player in nine-category leagues last year. I believe in the 30-team league, he went in the 40s? He's pretty good, man. I mean, I like Clint Capella. He's not... He's kind of boring, but he's good. I mean, he just produces every night. He's very consistent. He's really not going to hurt you anywhere. He's a good building block to start with at center, I think. I mean, he averaged nearly 17 points and 13 boards with a block and a half last year. And he went, let me like see. Yeah, he went 46 in this league. There were some crazy, there were some really surprising results in this 30-team draft. Brooke Lopez went around 90th. That just blows me away. But the one thing about this league is you have to draft positions. So if, if someone doesn't have a point guard at that point, they have to take a point guard. They can't just say, well, Brooke Lopez is on the board, so I'll take best player available. Of course they can do that, but then you're really screwed is my point because if you miss out on a certain position in this league, you have a hole in that spot all season long. Well, and I mean, my only center in 30 deep is Larry Nance. So I don't know what I'm going to do. And my power forward is Zion. 
So I don't even have a power forward I can start right now. I'm, I'm, that is going to be my next draft pick, which is frightening. <laughs> I mean, we're looking at like Patrick Patterson. <laughs> like it, it's, it, it's going to be, it's going to be, it's going to be brutal. Yikes. Uh, quickly, we got to get out of here in a second, but I've also been targeting DeAndre Hunter of the Hawks in a bunch of drafts. I've been talking about him as well. He looks really NBA ready. He's got the size. He can shoot. He's going to have a, a role for the Hawks right away. I think the question is how many defensive stats will he, will he get? But if, if you're getting toward the end of your draft, you really have nothing to lose on taking Hunter um, as an upside guy. Well, and the other one, uh, the other one is Brandon Clark. Uh-huh. I've been taking Clark and uh, Hunter kind of alternating i've got i've got one of them in most of my leagues and it kind of i kind of bounce back between the two but brandon clark has looked really good in the preseason i I think hunter's preseason has been a little bit disappointing at least for me uh but i'm hoping when the when the games start counting he he steps up a little bit but he has had some double digit scoring games steve and when you watch i mean I've, i've watched a good amount of Hawks preseason action and he's hitting threes. He's got a mid range game. He gets the rim really well. You know, he's built as a defensive guy, but his offensive game is actually pretty polished. He can do some things offensively. You know, who's, so who's been killing it in preseason is Torian Prince. And I got him in our 30 team league and I'm excited about that. I'm going to throw him at small forward. There's no Kevin Durant this year. Uh, Prince looks really good. And especially, I mean, you can get that guy with your last pick in your draft, and I think he's worth a flyer just to see what happens. Yeah, absolutely. And, I mean, the the Nets obviously are a team that we trust, you know, to get the most out of players. So that's the guy I honestly have not been targeting, but I noticed that you took him, and I think that that is one that could pay off because he's always been kind of – he's felt like he's just a little bit off from having really good fantasy value when he was with the Hawks, you know? like. You know, he's just missing a little something. <laughs> in in a, you know, he was kind of a points and threes guy, but yeah, he's been close to to having value if he could just up it up his production in another category too. And we we should probably wrap this up with a little Mark Marquise Chris talk because <sighs> Alfonso McKinney got cut because of Marquise Chris. I missed out on him in thirty deep. You missed out on him in thirty deep. But I'm kind of intrigued. Um, Don't do this. Don't do this. We're not doing this, are we? We're not doing this, are we, Steve? I think we just go ahead. Did. No, go ahead. Go I, ahead. I don't, I'm just saying. I'm I'm a little bit intrigued by Marquis Chris, as usual, just like last year and the year before. Oh man, it's like Anthony Randolph all over again, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Am I not supposed to say that name around you? <laughs> Is it okay to say that name around you? I I've got lemonade coming out of my nose right now. <laughs> Marquise Chris is Anthony Randolph, right? Like, they're doing the same thing to us as fantasy owners is what I mean. Am I wrong about that? No, they are. You're right. And I've got an autographed Anthony Randolph jersey looking at me in my office right now. Anthony Randolph's still only 27, by the way. But boy, did he have his moments. (laughs) (laughs) All right, so there you have it. I can't believe we ended on Marquise Chris, but we got to run. So uh, don't forget to subscribe to the show on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, wherever you listen. Take a second to leave us a rating and review as well. If you like the show, tell a friend about it. We're here every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday throughout the regular season. Looking forward to what should be a fun year, Steve. If you do draft Steph Curry with your first pick, just be aware that the Warriors only play two games in week one. I might have to bench Steph Curry in week one to play a three-gamer instead. Anyway... That's a wrap. Don't, Steve, I'm going to tell you right now, don't do that. Okay. (laughs) Bye, everyone.